0: Hey, everybody, this is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. And before we start the show, I have to remind you guys about this really awesome deal for BSN listeners. You already know that Total Beverage has the most liquor in Colorado at the best prices in Colorado. But now they're delivering anywhere in the north metro area from Wheat Ridge to Erie. And for a limited time, Total Beverage is offering $10 off your $50 or more purchase on their website and on their app. Use the promo code BSN10 to save $10 off your $50 or more order for all your parties and events and have it delivered straight to your door. Download the Total Beverage app or visit TotalBev.com. Use the promo code BSN10 to save $10 off. Now let's start the show.
1: This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast, powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network. We're crisscrossing with jokes.
2: Right in, turn on
1: the best Avalanche coverage in Denver.
0: checking one two this is the b s n avalanche podcast presented by total beverage I'm your host jesse Montano, and back from injured reserve a j Hafley. a j
3: what up dude the people have missed you i mean i've been on i was on the show last week when we were at uh a uh, sports column
0: well, you weren't on the show this week and i
3: i only live in the present, so I was at the watch party so you what my, I said, and I was at the watch party, so you know, my, no, uh, I, know. I snuck off IR there for a few days, <laughs> uh, and now I've got to be whether or not I'm healthy or not doesn't really matter. I've got to be back to work, so
0: <laughs> if, uh, yeah, de- living it up out east, <laughs> you don't hear that much, living it up in the old northeast, yeah. old snowy and cold northeast, living the life. Uh, well, AJ. You and I had a uh, lengthy discussion today. And for the remainder of the season, we're going to be making some tweaks to how we do the podcast. You're still going to be getting five a week. You're still going to be getting all the same great coverage. But we are uh, transitioning a little bit the way that we are going to be putting these out. Nothing is set in stone yet, so I don't want to say anything uh, permanently that I'm going to be held to. But I just want everyone to know that over the next... uh, week to two weeks you guys might see us you know we we might be trying some stuff that you've never seen us try before and uh just know that's all part of the plan
3: so yeah we are uh we are in the process of making some decisions about what we want to do with the show moving forward
0: yeah and that's a great way to put it uh it's not going anywhere we are not going anywhere it's just the we want to make sure that we are delivering you guys the best possible product uh, I, I was lucky enough to be in the suite last night with a bunch of our, our uh, ticket winners from one of our watch parties. You guys had some some amazing things to say. It's it's really humbling. Uh, so thank you guys so much for your support. With all of that out of the way, uh, in not surprising news, the Abs lost again last night, this time at the hand of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, and I think the way that this one went down, it, it really seemed to hurt, AJ. Um,
3: I mean, it, 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 it was just the – it was another good first period, like overall. Like not great, right? Like it was not ideal. It wasn't – I mean, it was, it was a solid first period. It was the first period that you would take most nights. Mm-hmm. You end up 1-1. Uh, you outplay the other team, especially at even strength. Uh, Each team had a failed power play attempt, like you're feeling okay about life, you know, you're okay, this is fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think, you know, things unraveled for them so quickly. Uh, in the, uh, in the second period that I think it was a matter of two minutes. I think they gave up three power play goals in like a minute 46 or something.
0: Uh, yeah, I think I saw a minute 49, but at that point we're talking about three seconds. Okay.
3: So. Okay. so cool. Um, so, I mean, you lose the game in two minutes right? with, and it was, it was almost all entirely. It wasn't, it wasn't like Toronto beat you, you know, mm. uh, there, there were a string of turnovers exiting the zone that led to the Barry penalty. The very penalty itself, the breakdowns on the PK, that's the, that's the two-to-one goal. The comfort penalty on the next shift after, 180 feet away from from the Avalanche net. Mm-hmm. You know, behind the play, totally irrelevant. Jock's a guy right in the face. No reason for it. I, I mean, there's no reason for that. There's no defending what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, gets a four-minute penalty. They score on both of them right away. More breakdowns on the PK. The game's over.
0: Yeah,
2: I
3: mean that's it. That's the game. It's done. It doesn't it doesn't matter how badly you play it, play a team at 5v5 after that, uh you're not you're you're not getting there. Yeah. You know, and they they made it, you know, and then and then more apathetic defense led to that fifth goal and now you're down 5-1. You get one back. You know, had you prevented the fifth goal, you got one back and had your power play been worth a damn, you might have been able to talk yourself into that that getting competitive. But that would have required everything going
0: right, right, right. So yeah. Well, and, and first and foremost, Semin, So Semyon Varlamov was was pulled from the game last night after giving up the fourth goal. What did you think of of Varley's performance? I don't think you can pin, we'll say, three of those four on it. Now you got uh, you. You want to get stops from your goalies. You know we've talked about that which, a bunch.
3: Which I mean, which goal do you want him to stop? Like maybe the breakaway, just because he'd just done it, but it was a great shot. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't it wasn't one of those breakaway ones where it leaked through him, you know, right. or or he got ninety percent of the puck and then it skittered in, and you're just like ah, like he got beat clean, he got beat with a clean shot and wasn't even close, and he just he just stopped a breakaway on the same player two minutes earlier, <laughs> right? So it's like. You know, it's it's. I mean, that's asking a lot of your goalie, and yeah. and then and then the uh, the the goals that they scored on the on the power play. The Matthews goal, he has no chance. You know, that's a that's a steam pass, where I mean, Austin Matthews has seventy percent of the net to shoot at. The uh, Cadre goal
0: was whew,
3: that's nice puck movement, movement. Well, right, and like and and maybe maybe you want him. Okay, hey, stop the capping in. Uh, the mm-hmm. second cap goal. Okay, maybe. But and, even then, I mean, you're talking about a guy that's four feet from him getting a clean look.
0: Right. And and again, I mean, it's something that you and I have, have talked about a lot on this show. You do – now, I, I completely agree with you. I, com- I agree with what Jared Bednar said. I thought I, – I didn't have any real issues with Varley's game last night. But what it still seems – what still seems to be an issue is – Okay, yeah, Varley turned in a, a, a good performance uh, last night, and I thought he was really, really good in Boston. Um, but so, so you take that second cap and in goal there, and it's man, you wish your goalie could steal you a save there, make a save he's not supposed to. Uh, I know you don't like timely saves. I know you don't like that that term. They're all um, timely. But how many times does it seem like we've seen over the last several weeks, right when when you know you think the abs are gonna uh, Bury a team, put a team away. The opposing goaltender comes up with a huge save, and I feel like that's still what what you were missing from Varley last night. Now that's not why you lost, <laughs> obviously, but do you agree with with that that you want to see him steal one?,
3: uh, yeah, sure, like <laughs> like that would be I mean, that would be awesome. i mean, but but that's just not the world the ads are living in. I mean, you, you look well, at know, last that's... night. I mean, Freddie Anderson is literally swimming around on the ice trying to stop some of those pucks, and and stuff is just hitting the guy. Mm-hmm. And like there was one where he's like getting up, and the puck just hits him, and you're like, "Okay, right,
0: right." <laughs> yeah, it's it's really frustrating, and uh, you know, you look at Toronto; their power play had gone one for their last nineteen. Or excuse me. Uh, one for their last 18 coming into last night, and the night they they catch fire and go three for six is of course against the Avs. Uh I don't remember who it was on Twitter the other day posted uh, Corsi numbers for across the league since December. The yeah, Avs well, are... and
3: it's it's not just Corsi, man. It's all of the categories.
0: All right, uh, that, I shouldn't have just said Corsi. They posted a bunch of advanced statistic charts for every team ranked across the league. The abs are near the top in almost all of them.
3: Right, their their shot suppression has gotten better. Their limiting of cha- of quality of chances has gotten better. And of course, these are all even strength numbers because we don't really throw out special teams numbers like that. Right, because uh, they're usually just so random. So heavily skewed. Right. Uh, in in certain directions, that it's it's tough to it's it's tough to like
0: make a trend out of something like that.
3: Yeah, it's tough to parse that data because it's there. There's it's just you're you're dealing in extremes. It's why you don't look at a Corsi for a guy that's on the penalty kill because like you're down a man. Your your goal is to survive. Of course, he's going to give up. You know, nine shot attempts and he's not going to produce any. He's shorthanded. handed like, right, right, right. You know, like that's you're dealing in extremes. Yeah.
0: What so do you make that?
3: That's why that data is difficult to parse, and why we don't do it.
0: Right. So you take that five-on-five five data. What What do you make of that, man? I mean, I, I know people value your opinion so much on on a lot of the you know the fancy stats. What do you make of that? For all the people that are out there saying, "Ah, oh, this team sucks. They look worse than the forty-eight point team." Uh, The coaching is terrible. The team looks totally lost and discombobulated. What do you take? How do you take those statements and line them up against those numbers and make any sense of what's going on?
3: If they'd gotten good goaltending, uh, look look over the weekend.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: Uh, Look what happened on that road trip. Solid goaltending, like solid goaltending, wasn't spectacular. League average. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And like and you pull solid, two points, solid
3: goaltending, and they get they get points in every game mm-hmm. in in a three game road trip. You know where they where they were competitive and they played they played solid hockey. You know it's imperfect and it's flawed hockey, but them playing a the perfect game is just not it's con- realistic because there's another NHL team out there.
0: Right, right.
3: It's and- not like teams are playing the perfect games against the Avalanche. They're getting outplayed by the Avalanche by by a lot of metrics, a lot of, I mean, a lot of things, you know, and and that's,
0: that's even when you take score effects out. So anybody out there that's saying, Oh, well, yeah, of course they're coming behind. You take that out and the abs are still controlling play top to bottom for the most part. And uh, so it is, it's, it's just very, very frustrating. Uh, AJ, do we have anything else to say on that game last night? Or I think that's about it, huh?
3: Uh, It's real. It's real disappointing. Uh, it's, it's real disappointing. Uh, I'm, 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 it felt like good steps forward over the road trip, four steps back last night. Yeah. Um. You know, because you were getting a good performance out of Varley. Varley was playing well and then you totally hung the guy out to dry.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You're, you're banging the table and it's God, can we just get some goaltending? Can we get a goalie that's in, that's in the zone? That's that's gonna do something for us. They get a guy that's playing well. He had a good first period. He stopped he stops a break clean breakaway. you know he gives up the one goal, but he makes a couple of big saves. You know he has a good period. he keeps you in it. You get the game tied. your feet you should be feeling good about yourself and then you go out and you just shoot yourself in the foot and it was like it was like shotgun blast to both feet
0: right right. It
3: was like they did it once. they got down two to one, and then it was like, all right, well you know, we're, we're not done with this. And so, you know, you just fire up, you know, put the shells back in both barrels on the other foot, you know, now, now you can't walk, you're bleeding to death. And, and now you're down four to one. Like you just don't even give yourself a chance to be competitive in that situation. And, you know, execution, uh, bad goaltending, like those are things, you know, ah, frustrating. Very. But like self-inflicted nonsense like that. Oh. <sighs> like that's that's the stuff, man that just... God, like it's so frustrating to watch. you know, I can't even I can't even imagine I don't understand how Jared Benner stays calm in a situation like that. I'm up in the press box apoplectic watching it because I can't handle it. like, I'm sick of the losing. Right. And I'm just being paid to watch the game, <laughs> and I'm I'm and like this isn't like I I totally understand the the guys who are like you know I'm out on this year this losing just sucks I can't handle I can't I can't go through this again I will see you come draft time and I don't I don't begrudge those people at all <laughs> like I'm literally being paid to be here and it's and and like I've got almost no hair left and it makes me want to rip all of it out <laughs> it makes it makes me want to put my face through a lawnmower. It's, it's so frustrating, man. It's so frustrating to watch because you know that there's better in there. This is the same group that we saw that was so resilient last year and they've become so fragile yet again. Right. And I don't understand. I don't understand how that happens. I don't know how this, that psyche works that they go from fragile two years ago to ultra resilient last year to ultra fragile again. I don't get it, man. I I truly don't get it. It's just not. It do, it doesn't make sense to me, and it's it does. It's just it. Last night couldn't have been more disappointing. Last night felt of of all the losses in the in the eight game losing streak, last night was the one that just felt like this team is hopeless. Because it, it wasn't that they weren't playing well. You know, they they made their – they they shot themselves in the foot. They they look like a team determined to find a way to lose. And I just don't – I don't understand the mindset. I don't get it. And when you talk to the players, they this, – this is not like two years ago when the team had major, major, major talent deficiencies. You know, that's not to say that this is like, whoo, holy – Holy smokes, what a collection of talent.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: But this is not a team that should be looking at a 70-point season.
0: Right. I agree. Uh, I, I think that was a, uh, a good summation of how a lot of people felt uh, watching the game last night and, and watching this, you know, for the last week plus on this eight-game eight losing streak. Uh, let's go ahead and put last night to bed. The abs are taking on the Winnipeg Jets tomorrow. So we will yeah. lo- look forward to that. So, you know, you're walking right into a house of horrors for the abs to try to snap a losing streak. Like, uh, like
3: DNFTO said on Twitter, you know, uh, a combination of the abs playing in Winnipeg and on Valentine's day. And what has ever gone wrong in those two situations? <sighs> so combining it should mean uh, we're in for something special. That's right. But Hey, if the abs fans are looking for a win, we have a way for them to get one.
0: That's right. That's right. We do. AJ, we've mentioned it twice before, and we're here to remind you if you guys, so let me, let me pause to tell a quick story. I was in the suite last night. Uh, Ryan Koningsberg, our, our, uh, one of our lead Broncos beat writers and, uh, Harrison Wynn, one of our lead nuggets beat writers. They're both great at what they do. Uh, but they were doing some, uh, some crap talking last night saying that, that, that they were going to win and, and that we usually do well in this, but we don't have a chance. I'm not even joking. I'm not making this up. This is actually what was said to me. And, uh, and so we want, we want to prove them wrong. Uh, if you are an avid podcast listener, which I know you are, and you haven't subscribed to BSN Denver, that's all right. That is okay. But now is your chance. Go to bsndenver.com, subscribe, use the promo code AVS. You're going to get a one-year subscription for $29.99. When you do that, when you use that promo code, that's all going into a tally for us. We're, we're competing with the Broncos, the Nuggets, and the Rockies. To see who's getting the most promo codes turned in. You can't get this promo code on email. You're not getting it on Twitter. You're not getting it through a text message. You can only get it right here on the podcast. So use that promo code uh, promo code dollars twenty nine ninety nine. And look, if you already have an account, and you're coming up for renewal soon, and you know you're going to be going up to that uh, the, the full uh, full price, renew with the promo code. That enters you in. Now, what is in it for you other than some fantastic Avs coverage and Broncos and Rockies and Nuggets? Well, if the ABS listenership is the one who wins, which I know we will be, everyone who redeemed the promo code ABS is going to be able to get a free t-shirt from the BSN Denver locker. So you can get the three-headed monster on, the McKinnon uh, uh, 16-bit uh, t-shirt. You can get the the sick goalie mask. That one's my favorite, honestly. Uh, very simple, just a big goalie mask on the burgundy shirt. You can get any of them. Go to bsndenver.com, subscribe today, use the promo code ABS. One year for $29.99. I, I promise you guys, it's it's going to be the best ABS coverage of your life. I grew up in Denver. Uh, my family moved here in 1994. The abs moved here in 95. So I've been here for all of it. And I can tell you right now, this is hands down the best abs coverage this city has ever seen. So for $29.99, it's, it's, I promise guys, it's, it's worth every penny. We'll make it worth every penny for you. We're going to go to a quick break. A.D. and I promised it earlier in the week. When we come back, you will be hearing the voices of two different people. Neither of them will be me or A.J. You'll be hearing Adrian Dater uh, at UMass talking to the one and only Kale McCarr, the cake maker, about his his sophomore season, his decision to go back and, and, and everything. So when we come back, that's what you'll be hearing. So don't miss us too much. A.J. and I will be back for the third segment to, to talk a little bit about what you just heard. But between now and then, we're going to take a quick break. This is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. You'll be hearing from A.D. and Kale McCarr on the other side.
4: When it comes to insurance, sometimes you never really realize how important it can be until you actually need it. Well, here at BSN Denver, we recommend Farmers Agent Bryce Babcock to all of our listeners as one of the most trusted and reliable agents in the metro area.
3: If I was a customer looking for a new agency, I would recommend Bryce because his agency hands down is the fastest people I've ever dealt with to get information back to you.
4: That was David. He's been a client of Bryce's for over three years now.
3: I used to have my homeowner's insurance with another farmer's agency that never really followed up, never followed up on the price. My price was actually dropped by almost 20 to 30 percent, switching over to Bryce, even with the same company. And like I said, his follow up is awesome. He guarantees you at least a one time a year follow up that he will sit back and review your file with you.
4: Like David mentioned, Bryce guarantees that type of communication because he understands how important it is to be relatable and accessible.
3: He's a great person to not only be your agent,
5: but he's a great person to be your friend as well.
4: If you're interested in making the switch to Bryce Babcock for your life, home, business, or auto insurance, be sure to call 303 996 6509 and mention BSN.
1: You know, Everything you said you hoped to gain out of the sophomore year in college, and people you know, questioning whether you should even stay another year or not, you know, your fourth overall pick, why not come on now, get paid, all worked out just like you wanted it to, it seemed like. So, now that you look back on this decision, how vindicated do you feel that having made it and then stayed this extra year? Yeah, I
5: think I made the, the right decision for myself, um, I think. I needed uh, another year to just develop and fine-tune things in my game in order to make it to the next level, and I feel like I'm getting there, and um, I'm definitely very glad, and I feel like uh, I made the right decision coming back, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah,
1: and, uh, you know, so many many people who don't really know hockey very well would have said, "Eh, hell, you're going to play in a conference that's not as great for a program that doesn't have any success. Now you're playing in a... A good conference with you know good competition, but you've put this you know, you've helped put this team yeah. on the map again. The first time in 12 years, it's going to go back to the NCAA tournament. Uh, so you know the question is like, um, is the did did, did how much did the leg the legacy thing mean to you, making the choice to to, to come to a place like UMass? Like nobody would have thought you'd do it, you know, in a place like this. Yeah. yeah. Now that looks like a great decision too, because you they were number one in the country here for a little bit. Yeah. Hopefully we'll get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
5: I mean, I, I think when I committed here, I knew it was a little bit of a smaller market, and I think um, I'm always up for a challenge in terms of turning programs around. And I, I felt that they had a lot, they were bringing in a lot of good players at the time, and um I, obviously it's shown with the with the people that we brought in and uh, it's not just a one man effort being able to re- revive this program so um I give credit to pretty much everybody on the team being able to just come in every day and, and make this program what it is today yeah. but um it's definitely been fun along the way but we still got a lot of work to do.
1: yeah well I know there's a tough loss the other night but uh you know this, this team is uh, you know really taking big strides this year uh, um, um what do you think was the biggest thing beside yourself for this team to get better like it did you know a real big jump
5: i think it's just consistency yeah. i mean even though we haven't been the best of that this year i don't think um i think yeah. just our, our culture really helped in terms of being able to everybody coming in and being able to understand what we're about right away and um, especially my freshman year i came in and there were a few kind of gray spot gray areas in that and i think we've just done a, a great job in um determining what our goals are and And how we're going to play so um, it's very clear to everybody I think that's why guys love coming to the rink and love Braxton yeah
1: everybody says that uh, you know you have gotten stronger you've gotten faster though it seems like from the last year everybody's talking about your speed still Uh, is there one particular thing that you credit to to having that happen
5: um, I mean, is so that just
1: getting older and stronger with yourself? I
5: mean, uh, no particular thing. I mean, I worked out with one of my buddies this summer, and, and he really pushed me. So in
1: Calgary, uh, in Calgary, okay. yeah.
5: So um, can I get that buddy's name? Uh, Zach Whitby. He's uh, he's starting. I used to play with him back in Midget, and he's okay. kind of starting his own um. His own little training thing called Dash. Okay. And uh, Dash, Dash training in Dash Calgary. Right. So. Okay. Give
1: him a plug.
5: Um. No, it's uh, it, it was fun, and I had a few buddies that worked out there as well. But um, I was kind of all over the place. I came down here for a couple of weeks, but I think it's just staying on top of things and knowing mm. what you want to work on to get better.
1: Yeah, power skating and all that is part of the regimen. I mean yeah. the, literally there is yeah. a difference right between regular skating and power skating. Yeah, yeah. For sure. so you you've done all that. And and what leg weight like leg, leg, leg trading, squats, all that stuff too, or is that, is that part of it? Like getting bigger and stronger? You've been in the weight room a lot, is what I'm trying to ask?
5: Yeah, I've been in the weight room a lot <laughs> and I think um, definitely part power, <laughs> power skating growing up as well. So Yeah, yeah.
1: Because okay, you yeah. never considered slow of course. I mean there was a reason why you got fourth overall before getting stronger this summer, but uh um, you know Bob, when you look back on the on this time here and however long it's gonna last, I'm not saying it's over uh you know you're your kid from canada calgary coming to the small small town of eastern us uh, you know it, again it's different uh, what were you gonna what do you think uh you're gonna you're gonna remember about this experience here in this place like I'm thinking about UMass, Saki, what's anything is there anything besides hockey too that's going to come right to mind the dorms the pizza isn't there a place called antonio's okay yes, yeah. people were on me and ask you what they slices from there so no <laughs> no, <laughs> no i kinda.
5: no i think it just i mean we have such a great setup here now in the dorms um up kind of the on-campus apartments that we live in there's 19 yeah. of us on the pretty much the same floor so wow um it's it just we have a tight-knit group here and yeah. Um, you kind of just love waking up every day and being, you know, regardless of what class you're going to, you're usually in a class with one of the guys, so yeah, um, you're with each other 24-7, and it's just so those little memories, that, whether it's just walking to the rink, or having uh, dinner or lunch with the boys, or um, just just hopping on the ice with the guys, it's just those little things that you develop a bond with them over time, and it's just pretty special, and those are the things I'll probably look back on for All sure. Right.
1: And your, your, roommate, your roommate is is a fellow Brooks uh, alum who plays here
5: yeah, yeah I have so. three roommates um three. Three. George okay. Mika Mitchell Chafee and then Oliver
1: Chow okay. the yeah, big yeah. Guy. Yeah. so you're in a quad yeah you know? we, we all have Oh, so, okay Chow. you all do okay yeah. I lived in a quad when I was in college so that was not that was unusual yeah. uh, <laughs> that was, uh boy you know uh you've 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 does it you know being the guy who gets all the press I know that's something that in, in, is not a hockey thing um does it embarrass you a little bit to get so much attention when you know there's so many teammates and you know, hockey's a team sport that, that you want them to get all the glory too. But, and you know, has that been an issue with you, you know, like self-conscious about that? I mean, out of town coming in to talk to Calvin Carr yeah. and, you know, half ignoring half the other team, you know? Let's yeah. I mean, yeah, for me, it comes
5: with, it just comes with what yeah. I've done and stuff. But at the same time, it's just, um, we are, we are a team and I'm never going to change my mindset in terms of that. And, i'm always the first guy i feel like to credit my team and in, in terms uh-huh. of work ethic and stuff mm-hmm. like that so um mm-hmm. just it, I, I don't know if i'd say it's a, embarrassing obviously i get a li- little bit of stuff for it in the mm-hmm. dressing room just in terms of little trips and stuff mm-hmm. but um th- that just comes along with it and obviously guys are, are working to that as well and mm-hmm. it, it's fun to see when everybody has a opportunity to do that
1: stuff now uh again, it's all about your team and the tournament and, and and so I'm not gonna belabor you with future questions too much here. But obviously you're drafted about the Colorado Avalanche. Um, uh, you know, that's obviously the end goal is to be in the NHL. Are you watching Avalanche games at all? How much are they part of your transom right now?
5: Um, I try and watch them at least uh once a week when they're playing. Um, I like to just I'm a pretty big fan of hockey I kind of watch as much NHL games as I can regardless kind of what's on tv obviously there's a lot of Boston games on but (laughs) no I definitely try and stream the abs games when I can I just I like watching how fast they play and, and the speed that uh
1: they bring to every game yeah um you're you know the team is struggling right now uh uh but uh you know do you um feel like uh do you feel any pressure at all on you to be you know do you hear? Do you hear from the fans and stuff like, "Kale, come save us," that kind of thing? You know, what's going on right now, kind of thing. It's like, we need Kale McCarr to come in and help turn this thing around. Are you aware of that? <laughs>
5: uh, I mean, I <laughs> so I don't aware. know if I'm aware of that and stuff, but I think it's not really uh, something that I worry about or, or kind of any pressure that's put on my mind. It's, I mean, the time's going to come when it comes, and um, I'll be able to to take my shot. But um, it's not really something that I worry about mm-hmm. at all.
1: Now to get this again on the record, right? Just to get the eyes dotted and T's crossed, right? That's how it says. Uh, you'll wait till the end of the season and then formally decide. Do you have any particular thing in your mind as to how long you might decide? Uh, you know, could it be right after the last <laughs> period ends? Or
5: yeah, it's just it's going to depend on everything. And okay. um, I mean, my, my original goal coming to UMass was two years, and hopefully I'd be ready and. Um, I feel like I'm relatively on that track, so um, I guess we'll play it by year But uh, I'm not too worried about that right now. Okay.
1: And you don't think anything about whether Colorado was in the playoff hump by then or not? Uh, contract matters, first year, ELC getting off the list, anything there? I have to ask that. I mean, do you no, worry sure. about that? Do you think about it, or is that all your agent job?
5: Yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> I think I, since I'm selling season here, like it just it's kind of like I said at the back of my mind, it's not something that I'm too focused on at all, and. Um, when all that happens and hopefully we're national champions, then you get to worry about it mm-hmm. after that. So.
1: Yeah. A nice goal. A big hell of a thing to happen. Yeah. Uh, it could happen. You guys are going to be in the top 16 for sure. I think uh, already yeah. in the tournament. I think it's 100% guaranteed. Uh, your game itself. Uh, NHL ready. Everybody wants to say NHL ready. Do you know what that means to you? What does that mean to you if you had to come play? Like, let's say you're playing two months from now. Do you think you'd be NHL ready? You have, do you have any idea until you're out there in the, in the game?
5: Yeah, I feel like I, I can definitely get to that level. Okay. I think when, when people say that, it just means that you're able to play at that pace and mm-hmm. um, able to definitely um, just go out there and play, I guess, play your game and um, not in a sense, I guess, have, like, you're just able to kind of mesh in right away. And um, obviously there's going to be growing pains with everybody, and I think you see that with a lot of top pro- prospects nowadays. But oh, sure. um, I think... When people say that, it's just different aspects of the game that are translated more to the game nowadays.
1: Yeah. Uh, you've got a younger brother who's playing uh, with Brooks, right? Yeah. Uh, how how involved are you in his development right now, too? In a way, like, are you on the phone with him all the time, trying to give big brother advice and how to get to get my shoes, kid?
5: No, I talk to him a little bit, but okay. I want him to go through everything um, okay. relatively like I did, and <clears throat> I think uh, hopefully. It, like he's a pretty good player so hopefully yeah. he gets to make the same decision that I did and um, one day and um, I'll, I'll try and give him some advice and some wise words for that but kind of just try and stay out of it but uh, definitely in the summers try and help him and uh, create him to be a better forward
1: now that you've been drafted by Colorado is it firmly your hope and belief that you will play for Colorado because you know some college players have not signed with their teams right out and then go back to being free agents do we have anything to worry about there
5: with that much nice fans? I don't. I don't think so. I think uh, personally, I, I feel just just over time, you have to. You remain loyal to the to the people that have um, kind of given you the chances, and um, I don't. I don't know what else to say there, yeah. but um, I definitely think, yeah. especially uh, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs>
1: That's what, no, that's, yeah, what yeah, I, that's good answer. <laughs> I mean, you know, you never know what happen in business, but yeah, exactly. uh, you know, yeah, I know I have less Boy, a typical night for Cal McCarr on a night like tonight. Is it just uh, doing your studies and uh, lights out early? Or are you, uh, you know, what's your life off of ice a little bit like? I mean, I know what it's like to be in college. You're basically just hanging out with your buddies and studying and trying to get the best grade you can. Yeah. Get a little sleep. Yeah. That's I mean, your life?
5: Pretty much just uh, <laughs> eat, sleep, study and hockey. But, no, uh, usually every night just. Try to get my homework done right when i get back and then yeah. or we go eat right after practice and then um, try and get my homework done right away so i have a lot of free time to just either do some stuff whether it's reading r- reading or uh mm. hanging with the guys and watching tv or something like that
1: i heard you are a little bit of a reader uh, yeah more, not, not just sports you know you're interested in other things i mm. think you care to share a couple other things you're interested in life
5: yeah i'm a uh, am definitely very interested in the psychology of the game i mean yeah. the mental toughness that you have to have nowadays and um, mm-hmm. the more the bigger part of uh, the game is becoming more mental and um, I, I, I enjoy reading a lot of those types of books mm-hmm. and um, I know my dad's been a big mentor for me in, in mm-hmm. terms of that side of the game in mm-hmm. terms of uh, relaying books to me that he's read and stuff so um, mm-hmm. I thank him a lot and um, I, I really enjoy
1: yeah. yeah yeah well you know your your life is going to change I mean uh, you know it could be very soon uh, do you think much about the You know the fact that you know you're you could be making a million dollars soon and you're gonna have money and people are gonna recognize you and and have you thought of that more and more as time's getting closer like am i gonna change with these changes are you worried at all about how you're gonna be a different person in a way being a pro
5: no i I don't think i'm worried at all i don't think um personality-wise or anything i'll be a guy that changes at all and um, you just kind of got to stay true to who you are, and mm. those are things that um, they just come along with the game, and um, it's stuff that I just really mm. I'm not worrying about until kind of everything happens. So.
1: You don't think about money at all, and the whole how it's you know it's a factor, right? It's this could change your life.
5: Yeah, um, I mean it's there, and yeah. um, for me it's kind of just the factor of just being able to to play the game you love and kind of do what you love every day, regardless of what what's uh, what's going on in your bank account. So yeah. obviously it's a perk in in what you're kind of
1: made yourself out to be in life, but, yeah. Well, uh, maybe my last one or two is just, you know, on the ice itself. I mean, um, you know, I'm t- I know what kind of player you are. I know what you kind of game you seem like to play. Um, but you got to play, you know, you've got to play the other end so you can't just play run-and-gun fun hockey all the time. It's going to be games where you're just you're painting your own zone and you got to deal with how much of a factor has that been for you this year to, to, to focus more on that defensive side of the puck?
5: A very large factor. Mm-hmm. I think that was one of the reasons why I came back. I just wanted to make myself feel more consistent and kind of spread my uh, work ethic all in all zones of the ice. And I feel that it's getting there and definitely my consistency is better in the defensive zone, um, whether it's um, pinching guys off earlier on the boards or mm-hmm. just staying on the right side of my guy. So... Um, I think I'm getting there, and it's it's been a l- lot of help this year with the coaches. They've helped me a lot in terms of developing uh, those little skills that you need in order to
1: mm-hmm. to compete in the D zone at a definitely higher level. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Cool. And, the, and maybe the last one I had was uh, is is and I probably I don't know if I've asked this before, but is there a player you pattern yourself out or a little bit emulate want to emulate from the NHL or either past or present?
5: Yeah, I think um, I look at a guy like Eric Carlson okay. um, in terms of comparison. But I feel that uh, I, want, I want to become more of a kind of a two-way. Obviously, I want to still produce offensively. But I think you know, just be reliable in every every zone of the ice. And I, I feel that he does that. And um, I I just want to, um,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that would be that. Any player near, near him would be okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Kels, thanks so much for doing this.
2: cater to all needs, a family-friendly atmosphere. We have Colorado beers on tap, all the games on the TVs. It will blow your mind with amazing barbecue.
0: Third and final segment here, BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. Well, AJ, we just heard from Kale McCarr live from UMass. Uh, You made a comment to me when you and I, uh, you know, before we started the show, what'd you think of that?
3: uh i mean i what was it what was it i said to you when we started talking after we both listened to it
4: uh how how do i mean
3: how how can you not root for that kid how can you not be a fan of of the person you know regardless of what he is as a player and what he'll end up bringing to the avalanche down the road which we all expect is going to be significant uh as as a person i mean it's just Great kid. Right. It's, it's.
0: Oh, and, and if if you ever get rare, Mm -hmm. but
3: for a top, for a top, top, top pick like that to be, to have that kind of head on his shoulders and be that grounded, uh, and, and to, to be that self-aware all the time, I don't know that it's very common.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and if you ever get the opportunity to talk to him, not you, obviously you have. Uh, you know, any of the listeners out there, if you ever get the opportunity to talk to him, you can tell from the minute he starts speaking to you that he's mature, like you said, got a great head on his shoulders. And uh yeah, just just a really, really impressive kid. Uh no regrets from from Kale about going back for for year two. And I'm here to happily eat crow and say that I was very wrong when I said that he should have made the jump straight away. Uh, you know, he knew what was best for himself better than anybody, which is something that you and I kept saying. Look, you know, this this kid knows what's going to be best for him. This kid knows uh, what's, what's going to work uh, for his development. And thus far, it looks like he nailed it. I, I mean, he...
3: Can't can't argue with the results that have uh, been put up so far. Yeah, and you know, the, uh, kid, the kid's going to challenge for uh, Hobie Baker um, as a sophomore. As a sophomore defenseman, which just doesn't happen.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So no, it's. Uh... I mean, I I just don't when you when you listen when you listen to him talk, it's. it's different, you know? Yes. Yeah. He's just a, he's he's a different animal. He's a different kind of guy. Um, he's, I mean, he's very well grounded. Yeah. And I think that that's the kind of personality that is easily going to find its way to success in the NHL. That's not <laughs> going to be a guy that gets frustrated when he hits a wall you know, he's going to find out the NHL is a real, real hard league.
0: Mm. Well, I mean, you talk about a kid at this last draft, uh, like Ryan Merkley talk about skill. I mean, this kid is just oozing talent. He was easily a top end talent, but yeah, he's, he's got, you know, he's got the head issues and it's, uh, It's amazing what a difference it makes because how many teams had Ryan Merkley as good as he is on the ice on their do not draft list. A lot of people thought he was going to fall into later rounds and the sharks kind of took a swing at him, um, caught everyone off guard. But this is, that's a kid that, that people have said, Hey, we, we have an issue getting this guy to get along with people. Uh, you know, you look at a, a guy like Dougie Hamilton. Obviously, no one knows for sure what's going on, but there is something there that's making it hard for him to fit into an NHL locker room. You don't get that sense at all after listening to a, an interview like that with with Kale McCarr. That he's going to be anything like that.
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm. Yeah, he's McCarr is not a guy that you're going to have a personality issue with. Right, You know, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of confidence there. There's a lot of belief in self, but again, grounded is the best word.
0: Mm -hmm. He talked uh, in that interview about his decision to go to UMass. Um, You know, this is a program that they haven't been good for a long time. They, they've had a, a, a not great reputation. Uh, You know, even last year they were, Okay, they were an okay program, and, and the only reason they were okay is because, you know, they they had a nice injection of talent. Uh, Kale had other offers. Kale could have gone uh, somewhere else to a to a bigger Division One school, and he said, "When I came in here, when I committed here, they had a lot of good people coming, and I love the challenge of turning a program around." <laughs> if you're an Avs fan. Right. (laughs) How is that not music? Right. How is that not music to your ears? He he said, I I love the challenge of of turning a program around, having to come in and say, get on my back, let's go do this. And and you look at where the abs are today and, and they're tumbling downhill. Uh I don't think necessarily the organization needs rescuing. But I think it needs a mentality like that. Let's do this. Let's turn this around. Let's, you know, I don't, I have a feeling that him and Nathan McKinnon are going to start driving this boat like crazy with, with that competitiveness and that just unending desire to win.
3: Yeah, I think, uh, I think the hatred of losing needs to find its way more into the locker room than a desire to win. Uh a desire to win is great all guys have a desire to win but
0: they need a I desire hate, for something right now
3: a, a, a hatred of losing is something they don't have a lot of in that room and they they need a little bit more of that edge mm-hmm. um and i think uh, i don't i don't necessarily know that makar has got that i don't you know i just don't know him well enough mm-hmm. so um that's something we'll find out being around him more often in time, um but it's <laughs> I'm excited to find out right? yeah like yes yeah. it's, it's it's gonna be really it's it's gonna be interesting
0: it's gonna be um, exciting it's gonna be exciting. And yeah, I mean, I'm,
3: I'm super amped about it. I, you know, I gave Corey Pranman a hard time today because he had kill McCarr as his 10th best prospect. And I was like, no, it's not good enough. <laughs> he needs, he needs to be higher than that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and certainly he needs to be the best defensive prospect on that list. He needs to be the top D prospect in the game.
0: Well, so that kind of segues me into my, my next question here for you, AJ, uh, everyone is aware of, of the season he's having. I mean, the kid is just, I mean, he's been on an absolute tear. Uh, I don't know if he's at a point per game still. Uh, he was at one point. What, what are you making of, of Kale's season now? You know, the absent
3: McCarr is still at a point per game. Yeah,
0: he is. Okay. Uh, you know, the abs have had other prospects that have been Hobie Baker finalists. Uh, you know, Will Butcher won it as a senior, as a defenseman before, you know, electing to go to college UFA. What what have you seen from Kale McCarr this season versus last season? And how much of, of what UMass has done uh, standings wise and program wise can you <clears throat> attribute to, to Kale McCarr?
3: Well, it's not. I mean, it's certainly not all him. Um, <laughs> but I think it's fair to say he's driving the bus you know there's another real good defenseman on that team in Mario Ferraro the second rounder for the sharks
1: mm-hmm.
3: you know John Leonard's a real solid forward another sharks draft pick um who again like a, le- a legit nhl prospect good good young player
0: mm-hmm.
3: you know so there are there are some other guys uh, on that team it's not you know it's it's not just Macar and
4: that's it. Robos here. Right, right.
3: You know, yeah. so it's, it's, it's going to be. Uh, I'm curious how the, uh, the Hopi Baker thing plays out. But I mean, Makar, I, I think it's safe to say Makar is driving that that success. You know, he's second on uh, a top five team in scoring. He's got 31 points in 27 games. Um, He's a plus twenty-two, which uh, you know, plus-minus, whatever. But when you start to when you start to put up like gaudy numbers, man, you have to you have to pay attention. You know, right. he's a he's a defenseman that's at a point per game and has shown significant growth from uh, his freshman year, and that's that's the thing that you're most excited about. You know, Quinn Hughes, uh, albeit younger, you know, Quinn Hughes had a great freshman year at Michigan. And he's had a he's had a good sophomore season, uh, at at Michigan. But you notice people don't talk about him quite the same way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and that team that team has not you know Michigan uh, was real good last year. Um, they haven't quite been at the same level. And uh, you know Quinn Hughes has had a really good sophomore season, but Kale McCarr has kind of overtaken him as the defensive prospect, especially because. Uh, McCarr's defensive game has taken a legitimate step forward. Yeah. And, you know, he's, it's funny that that we talk about how McCar has, you know, when, he, when people talk about McCar, they talk about size being an issue. And sure, he's not Eric Johnson, Nikita Zadorov. He's not even Ian Cole. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not 6'2, six, 6'3. Six, but I think he's right, right around six foot. And he's stocky. He's got the broad shoulders, and he's really started to fill out, which, you know, he needed to do. Mm-hmm. But this is a guy that plays with a physical edge. I mean, how many how many of these ridiculous highlights have we all gotten amped about on Twitter? And it's not just him doing something ridiculous on offense, but he also smokes a guy in the process. Right, right. And that's, that's going to be an element that these guys don't, have on that back end when you're talking about gerard you're talking about barry like you're you're talking he's going to bring a nastiness that they just some of these other offensive guys are just lacking yeah you know and he's not going to be a perfect defender it's not i don't i don't think he's going to be A guy that you look at and he's like, oh, he's a true shutdown defenseman. Right, right. But what he does, what he's capable of in the transition game and and moving the puck from his own zone and and out is going. I mean, he has the potential to be special. I mean, special, not oh, he he's gonna be good or you know, he's not. He's I I don't think like. Oh, he's gonna be—he's gonna be another Tyson Berry, you know, and mm-hmm. and that's no knock on Tyson Berry. It's just Tyson Berry has, you know, has had a very Mike Greenish type of career, right? Without quite the ceiling of a Green, like a Mike Green light kind of career. Mm-hmm. And you know, we'll see how that continues to go. But I mean, Kale McCarr, When we talk about McCar like there's a legitimate hope that the guy becomes Eric Carlson. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and it's not it's not a pipe dream either, based on what you're seeing with his his play well, all two hundred feet.
3: Right. It's not. It's it's not a situation where you're like talking yourself into it, right? right. And you're like, oh well, this guy absolutely maxes out. You know, like it's 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 not like you're trying to like a guy like Shane Bowers. It's not like you're trying to convince yourself Shane Bowers is a is a number one C. Right. You know, right. where he's going to be your top center and he's going to carry you to this. And, and it's a super stretch and you're just like, oh. yeah, <laughs> you're setting yourself up for some disappointment there. Right. You know, this is a guy that if he tops out as, as Tyson Berry, it will be a disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and again, like that's no knock on Tyson Berry. I always have to say that because people freak out when I bring him up.
0: No one freaks but, out when you knock Tyson Barry. Everyone throws you a party. I get like death threats if I say good things about Tyson Barry.
3: Oh <laughs> uh, dude, you should see my Twitter mentions literally right now.
0: I actually I saw you. Um, I saw earlier before we started this, I saw you in on uh, I think the original tweet was that Barry's the most undervalued AV in history. That I agree with. But I thought I I did not engage in that conversation. Yeah. Uh-huh. You were not at least you were far point. enough down in the mentions. You were in that, was yeah, the
3: not that particular
0: part of it. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to touch that
3: at all. <laughs> but, I just I I wanted to
0: make uh, a final point. I, I thought so. by the way, I thought what you said was good. We don't need to circle back to that. But just just between you and me, I, I liked what you said. It's not about Barry being bad. It's about him being expensive. I
3: thought that was yeah. great. And that's and that's the conversation when we talk about Barry it's, it's financial if you try and frame it as anything other than financial you're you've got the wrong lens right uh, um, but point being Kale McCart, yep. a chance to be special a legitimate chance to be special and if he does not if he doesn't end up that way um it'll be a bit of a it will definitely be a bit, a bit of a letdown like and that's you know no pressure kid but <laughs> Not I'm and I'm not saying he's gotta like save the avalanche or anything like that. You know, you're one player is not doing that. Right. You know, the Ottawa Ottawa finished second to last in the NHL last year and they had Eric Carlson. <laughs> so you know, having a guy that you hope becomes Eric Carlson, you, you can't expect him to, to to bail you out all at once. So right. uh but it's he has the kind of talent uh that you can dream on, like, and I mean, dream on. We're not talking like, oh, this is a solid second pairing guy that you could put in your lineup and he'll do some good things for you, and you know, he'll he'll have the occasional bad. This is this is a guy you drop in your lineup and you hope starts winning you games.
0: Last question, uh, one minute or less here, AJ. Last summer we talked when Will Butcher decided to walk. Uh, everyone said, oh my gosh, a uh, Hobie Baker just walked away from the Abs, and we said. Yeah, he won the Hobie Baker, but honestly, the Abs aren't going to be missing much in Will Butcher. Now we're talking about Kale Ma- Uh now we're talking about Kale McCarr possibly winning the Hobie Baker. Why is it different?
3: Well, I mean, first of all, Cale is a top five pick and he's a sophomore. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, he's he's two years younger than Butcher was when Butcher won it. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I mean, if if you haven't figured out by now the difference between 22 and 20 the difference between 18 and 20 when it comes to prospect development, it's night and day. It's, it's light years of difference for a lot of guys.
0: Mm-hmm. And even 21 and like 22, 23.
3: Yeah. Like look at the difference between, uh, you know, why are we still able to dream on Tyson Jost a little bit at 20 versus JT Comfort and Alexander Kerfoot are who they are at 20 at 23 and 24. Mm-hmm. You know, those couple of years of, of maturity, physical maturity, emotional maturity, uh, they make, a, they make a big difference yeah. in guys. It's, it's a big, look at Nathan McKinnon, yeah. year five, it took him, took him until year five for things to click. Uh, and some of some of that is development. Some of that is maturity. You just never really know with the guy, you know, I'm um, and it happened a little bit quicker, mm-hmm. but even look at the difference between ranting and today and two years ago during his rookie year night and day
0: not even not even 2 years ago look at him you know at the first half of last year night and day um and by the way AJ Will Butcher's not having that great of a season this year so
3: he's he's been he's been okay for a real bad team yeah and like i think it's pretty damning that that real bad team is also one of the teams in the Tyson Berry trade conversation <laughs>
0: uh Well, AJ, uh, I think we're just going to be doing a... I don't know what we're going to be doing for tomorrow yet. We will have a show, obviously. We wouldn't leave you guys high and dry. Uh, We're not sure what we're going to do yet. We will figure that out. But Friday, you and I will be back uh, to do another one of our uh, trade deadline season shows. So make sure you're getting those mock trades in. We've only got 12 days to go. Before the actual trade deadline, things are starting to heat up. Things are starting to get interesting all around the league. And that includes right here in Denver. We will have more on that on Friday. Uh, make sure you're subscribing, guys. Please, honestly, it's uh, you're not going to find Avs coverage better anywhere else. I can I can guarantee you that. Use the promo code Avs. You're going to get that one-year subscription for $29.99. If you've already got a subscription and you know you're coming up for renewal or even if you aren't coming up for renewal, but you're paying the higher rate, use the promo code, drop that down to the the lower price, and it'll be the best $29.99 you've ever spent, I promise. Also, guys, if you are in the North Metro area and you aren't getting your liquor deliveries from Total Beverage, you're doing it wrong. They're going to bring it straight to your house. Use the promo code BSN10. You're going to get $10 off that uh, $50 or more purchase on the website or on the app, bringing it right to your door. It's a no-brainer. For AJ Hafley, I've been Jesse Montano. This is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. Thank you guys all so much for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow and, and also on Friday. Thank you, guys.